What is going on, everybody? What's up? Wade Zankata, Connor O'Neill. We're back after last week, last Tuesday. Wade was back on Thursday with those Wade's wagers. Uh, we're definitely going to recap some of those. We're, I might be undefeated through one week, and my ego is inflating by the day. He was not flexing on the other side of the camera. Not whatsoever. Uh, some U Sports news to get into, and then, yeah, we'll uh, we'll round out round out the episode. But, man, vacation talk. we got to start there. It cut out. Okay, okay. We were going to get to full it. Full transparency but, uh, for everyone. We recorded the episode. We had a full conversation about the vacations. And then when we finished recording, I went to cut the audio up. The audio just stopped before we talked about the vacation. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess we're not talking about vacations today. So that's I how mean, we're here now. You think after like nearly three years of like people literally working full-time jobs over Zoom, um, you know, recordings would be less difficult to corrupt. But here we are. Uh, let's start with you, man. Florida. Beautiful Florida. Sunshine oceans oh it was uh no oceans in orlando but uh we uh we made a lightsaber that's the uh that's the big takeaway here that's the big takeaway my own lightsaber yeah yeah it was oh man it's the only souvenir that i bought well i got a hat too but i got a hat and one of the ones with like the ears on it right nope no it's just a little grogu hat here i'll pull it up for you A full-on girl. Oh, that's incredible. That's amazing. It's just a, for the audience, it's literally just a black hat with a small cartoon Grogu or Baby Yoda uh, on the front of it. So we're rocking it for the podcast today. <laughs> I have to after that. Wow. Speaking of which, to stay on the Star Wars topic before we get into a little bit, little bit else here. Four episodes. I mean, three episodes for me, but four episodes in the show through Kenobi. Oh. oh okay i don't want to be the guy that spoils it but it's been out for two weeks darth vader going through the middle of the town just in episode three yeah just oh, yes causing oh, shit for everyone as soon as he walked in to the to the middle of that street i was like oh here we go sure enough he just force drags the person out of the out of the restaurant i'm like oh oh dude he's trying to bait obi-wan by just killing off citizens like, obi-wan's just like oh hell no i'm not going here <laughs> <laughs> oh it's been so good man i've actually like i've been i've been pleasantly surprised with it so far it brings back some good nostalgia man love love to see hayden christensen and ewan mcgregor back too oh like, uh, i don't know did you see episode four yet no i haven't seen it yet not yet okay, okay. yeah i won't I won't talk much more then. That's that's part of my like Sunday night catch up here. Got to catch up on yeah, Stranger Things. Got to catch up on Kenobi. You're gonna be up till like two in the morning, aren't you? That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I work from home. It's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Well, no, don't give you that. Uh, your trip though. You Beautiful went out to BC. BC. Yeah, I'd never been there before. It was crazy. Talk about it. Talk about it. Um, mountains everywhere. Not used to that. Not at all um for those not familiar with ontario um we just have we large have hills. hills yeah we, we don't have, have mountains we have large hills so when we first got there and like everybody had told us and we had friends out there that we visited everybody had told us that like it rains a lot blah 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 so when we first got there we were just kind of like waiting to get into the airbnb walking around exploring like just like the neighborhood a little bit and so 
uh, my girlfriend turns around and she's like, oh, shoot, like it's going to rain today. And I was like, I turned around, did a quick glance and I was like, oh, geez, you're right. Like, hopefully we get the Airbnb beforehand. And then I like kind of did a double take and I was like, that's a mountain. That's a mountain right behind us. I looked up a little bit and I was like, no, yeah, no, we're good. It's not going to rain for the next uh, next little bit. We'll be all right here. Um, so that was a shock right away. It was just like mountains everywhere. Um, the nature out there is awesome. Like we did Whistler, which was really cool. Um, we did like a couple, uh, couple of cool hikes in some different like provincial parks out there and like their provincial parks out there are like for real, like provincial parks out there are like eight kilometer summit hikes, which like, uh, that's in, like tried one got stuck. It was way too wet and rainy. So we just made like the smart decision to not try to continue on up the side of a steep mountain. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was awesome. It was a great trip, uh, nature everywhere. If you like nature, you like BC. All right. Uh, I heard you guys got Instagram trapped. Yes. On one of the hikes, Instagram trapped really bad. Um, so this was the same day that we like made the smart decision to come down the side of a mountain in the pouring rain. Uh, it, it, we spent like probably 45 minutes in the car trying to like heat up after that, but sun did come out. So it was all right. But on Instagram, there was this place that you could go and it looked like it was like these like emerald swimming pools, like kind of on the side of like, a like a waterfall almost. And it looked like it was kind of just like these free floating pools. Uh, it looked really cool. So we did the hike, we got there and it's fenced off and I'm like, Oh, that's weird. So I was like, whatever, we'll just like, you know, keep continuing on the path a little bit and we'll like kind of get up around the fence. I got to the top of the path and I could not get past the fence. It turns out these pools that we got that we wanted to see so bad were highly dangerous. People passed away there every year because it is not a slow moving waterfall. And these pools are not just like sitting on the side of a waterfall. It is fast moving water and um, yeah, not safe, but it was still a really cool hike. The waterfall was awesome. There was still like a spot that was much safer that you could kind of like go down and like see the waterfall from a distance and like the water did collect and not sweep anybody away so you could like stick your feet in over there but yeah uh up top near the waterfall no you definitely could not swim there it's okay it happens to the best of us right it was fine it was fine i totally should have like been a little bit been a little bit smarter and like read through the comments because like reading through some of the instagram comments after we did the hike they were just like this is not safe take this off instagram this shouldn't be on here and i'm like all right, cool. Should have done a little bit better research beforehand, but now to kind of lead into our U Sports news with this BC talk, I think your stay in BC might have been longer than a former and now current new U Sports head coach <laughs> in Steve Samara. Yeah, um, so, that was a quick turnaround. Yeah, so uh, Steve Samara let go at the end of the year by the Carlton Ravens. Okay, uh, lands with. UBC as their offensive coordinator. And then uh, all of a sudden this week, hello, Steve Samara, head coach at St. Mary's University. Whoa. Uh, big turnaround. I mean, great move for the program for Samara, uh, kind of reconnect with their roots from years gone by. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a good move for him to get back home and get into a head coaching spot. I just did not see that coming at all this year no yeah I, I thought like you know maybe we'd see him oc at ubc for a year or two and then you know make the jump to head coach somewhere else um but i definitely didn't see it coming this year and <laughs> especially after he signs to be the offensive coordinator at ubc um 
you know, like you said, it's nice to see him get back there, like where we, we first saw him have some roots, but um, feel free to jump in here. But I, I guess like people might scratch their head or might be a little bit like upset with, or maybe not upset's the right word, but like kind of like disgruntled by the fact that it was like, oh, he's like UBC's new guy. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, no, I'm going to St. Mary's, but I'd almost rather him do this now than oh, establish yeah, people that people. That yeah. But I'd rather him do this them. now. That's like saying you're, you're bitter for someone taking a promotion. Like, yeah, no, exactly. But no, I, I'd rather just like, I'd rather him do this now before he's in there and before he's, yeah. you know, established a playbook and established a, a culture at UBC. And then he's like, you know, three weeks in, he's like, Oh shoot. Like I'm going to go be the, the head coach of St. Mary's now. Well, no, he hasn't done, not that he hasn't done anything, but he hasn't done anything with UBC yet. Like if he's going to make the jump, if he's going to get this offer, now's the time. I, I'm with you. I mean, it's interesting to see the movement in the offseason this year. Um, but for Steve Samara, this is kind of a no-brainer, right? Like, a head coach big back where you were a head coach prior. Like, you left them. They didn't fire you previously. So, yeah, to me, this is a, this is a huge win for him and for that program. I mean, uh, Coach Coles, I guess, had stepped away from the, from the role which left them with the opening. So by all means, go and fill it with someone of that caliber and skill. What do you think the season outlook for St. Mary's is this year with Samara at the helm? Like, what do you think the realistic expectation for Huskies fans is for, you know, 2022 in the AUS? Like, I think runners up in the Loney Bowl. Yeah, I think, I think they're going to have a great season this year. I, I, and like, I think they were building remain on top. Yeah. I think, I think they were building towards that anyways. But now with a coach like Samara, that can really help, you know, push them over the that ledge or over that plateau. I agree. Uh, do it's we want make competition in the AUS a lot of fun? It will. I'm excited to get back to U Sports football, especially this fall when we have a full schedule, a full slate of games across the country, um, possibly even some preseason games. Who knows? Excited for that to roll around, man. It can't come soon enough. I cannot wait for you sports season to roll around but uh should we should we queue up some april wine here anybody want to rock i want to rock you want to rock i want to rock <laughs> kid canada kid effing canada five touchdowns hello all right so with connor's new job in the cfl connor is kind of like conflict of interest for him to analyze the CFL, but I can do some analysis, but we're going to make it work. So Connor, outside of Nathan Rourke, because that's too obvious for one of our favorite things. What was your favorite thing that happened this weekend? I think one of my, like, this is a little bit of a cop out, I guess. Like I, I, maybe I'll give a little bit of a better answer too afterwards, but like, I think for me, like one of my favorite things to see like across the league was just like the genuine excitement across the league. Like the BC pregame show was electric. I had, I had a friend like at the game and he said the environment in the stadium uh, in BC place was insane. Like, and, and then they go out and, you know, they do what they do with, with a heck of a win. Um, so I, I think like across, and that wasn't just in BC, but like across the league, it seemed like everybody was very, very excited to have this 2022 season kick off. And, you know, there was good crowds across the league. Again, Saskatchewan always brings it, but uh, it was just, yeah, for me, it was, it was good to see that. And then um, again, just 
James Butler continuing to build on, you know, what was a really good performance towards the end of last season and then turn it on with, uh, you know, a heck of a showing uh, in the opener. All right. Uh, the other question that I will ask you, which is non-analytical. Well, it is kind of for you. Favorite kicks you saw this weekend? Ooh. Because I don't know if you saw Ooh. James Butler's. Oh, he was man. Some orange and black, Jordan. Uh, you texted me about uh, A.C. Leonard. Or oh. no, no, Larry Dean. Larry Dean had the cool grays. Larry, Larry Dean had the cool grays. Um, oh, yeah, those James Butler. Those James Butler Jordans are pretty clean. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's probably probably Larry Dean. Like, I, I don't know. Just I'm still so salty over the fact that I couldn't get the cool grays. Uh, when I see players rocking them in cleats, like I, I don't, I think they're going to look real freaking good uh, with those Hamilton all gray uniforms, like the Ooh. new Hamilton uniforms. Um, like I am a sucker for like a cool gray shoe, but I think. Isn't Larry, isn't Larry Dean playing on Sask? Yeah. I'm just saying like cool grays with those new cool gray oh, cleats. Oh, oh. Cool like if cleats. someone on Hamilton, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, I'll, I'll clarify there because you're right, it does it sound like I was like talking about Larry Dean on the cast, but no, um, the new gray uniforms that Hamilton put out that are sick, uh, should somebody decide to wear cool gray cleats with them would also look very good. Um, but I think the cool gray cleats across the league like look good with really any uniform. They look good with the Saskatchewan greens, like I don't know. It's cool grays. They're cool grays. They're cool. What do you want me to tell you? It's in the name. All right. Pitch me a game. Tell me something you want to know about it, and we'll talk about it here. Fantasy. Fantasy value. Nathan Rourke, after that performance. Um, uh, on, is he ever going to touch underneath 10K again after that? Like, uh, is he just going to be a $10,000 quarterback for the rest of the season? I don't know. But uh, we got to give a shout-out here to Daryl in the CFP. Yes. Uh, CFL fantasy pool. 114 points leading the CFP league with a lineup of Caleros, Oliveira, James Butler, which really helps, uh, Keen Schaefer Baker, Jalen Acklin, and Steven Dunbar. Uh, way to go, Daryl. Or I'm uh, or Darrell, whichever, I'm not sure. Uh, Ray Perkin in a uh, in a close second with 109. Uh, he, I uh, saw that. I logged on this morning and I saw that Ray was like just ahead of me and i was like damn it yeah he uh 43 with the big old nathan rourke start <laughs> <laughs> really uh anchors the team uh so yeah i'm uh and then connor you know connor at third but he didn't clear 100 points so he won't get a full match i know right um but yeah so the cfp fantasy i think it's you can still join leagues as you go through the season so if you want to join in feel free to it is open for everyone um but yeah no i Nathan Rourke, here's how it's going to go. He's going to go really high and nobody's going to pay for him or people will like screw their rosters trying to pay for him and he'll have like a mediocre game and then he'll burn it, sink and nobody will touch him. And then I'll pick him up again because it's good Canada and uh, he'll have a wild game and he'll skyrocket and everyone will pay. He'll just be up and down this year. I'm expecting a lot of that with him as a second year quarterback. Um, Okay, here's a here's a fantasy question for you. Here's a fantasy question for you. Are you comfortable enough riding Nathan Rourke for majority of the season if you could like make it work for your roster? 
Oh, biasly, yeah, sure, for for sure. <laughs> Unbiasedly, no, it's a second year quarterback. I mean, you always take your lumps. I've locked out in NFL fantasy football a couple years taking second year quarterbacks. This is different. This is a little bit different. This is, this is so much different because I can choose others, whereas that. Well, one, and you have to factor in like you have to factor in the value of the quarterback per week and how much do you want to spend on on that position versus like are you getting a deal somewhere else like. Maybe, you know, James Butler drops one week after, you know, he has this performance where it skyrockets its value. He doesn't produce two weeks in a row. It drops down a little bit. You pick him up after he drops. Uh, I do like the CFL fantasy, like in that sense, that there is a little bit of added strategy to it. It makes it a little bit. Yeah. The, the more, yeah, I, I do like the the budgeting and, and the like having a, you know, long-term outlook of the players, but man, I would like to gloat a little bit about maybe not even gloat, but Stephen Dunbar hitting. See Stephen Dunbar Jr. hitting at the end of the game for me. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh man. So many people I think were riding <laughs> with Stephen Dunbar, and everyone just that has this the like collective luckiest, luckiest. Had this collective. Yeah. Oh, it was a huge, like, huge. I was up off the couch. I was like, oh, that's one for the fantasy roster there. And here I am paying lots of money for Don <laughs> Jackson to have five carries. But uh, sure, let's uh, let's uh, let's talk about the games here. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, the Saturday night cap out in BC. My man Shades Jones, we got to have a heart to heart here. It is not your damn quarterback's fault if your team, your defense you a defensive coach it is not your quarterback's fault if that very defense could not stop a nosebleed like you know those videos of like the kansas jayhawks when they have like the hundred year old vet come back and he runs down the field and they all let him score the touchdown i think that guy would have scored a legitimate touchdown against edmonton on saturday night they did, but you turn around at the first sign of wavering from Nick Arbuckle. And you're like, ah, sorry, you're done. Like, pardon? Yes, he put him back in at the end of the second half or at the end of the first half, let him play the rest of the game. But you have a quarterback that your team pays a significant amount of money to. Whether Trey Ford is that close to him being the starter or not, you went with Arbuckle. Walked you down, two scoring drives. Yes, there were field goals. You needed touchdowns. You always want touchdowns. Guess what? Your defense's job is to take touchdowns off the board. They didn't. But Arbuckle, two scoring drives. Uh, then he goes two of six, throws a pick, and it's like, sorry, you're done. Let's go trade forward. Hold you to the fire. Have have fun. And you know what? Trey Ford, to his credit, uh, scrambled a bit, completed a pass, but you're being thrown to the wolves. And I mean, after listing him as a receiver and then realizing that it was because they needed a different Canadian dress, what difference does it make if you dress him as a backup quarterback or you dress him as a receiver, he still counts as a national player because quarterbacks count under the new ratio if they're a Canadian there. So then for Trey Ford, he's getting pressured left, right, and center. Thank God he has 4-4 speed. Or the poor guy would have broken ankles because D lineman would have been rolling up on him the second he caught the ball. Uh, and then he threw a pick, and Chris Jones is like, oh, yep, 
you're done now too. Sorry, you made a mistake. Like, what sound logic is that in week one of the CFL? To have that little confidence in your quarterback that when your defense is the clear and obvious issue in the game, you turn around and just throw any chance your team had of crawling back because of your offensive play, because you were moving the ball, any chance you then had, gone. Because the team's like, well, what are we doing at quarterback? Who knows? Clearly our coach isn't trying to win because he's just throwing in the towel on offense the first second he gets a chance to. I think I tweeted this. It's inexcusable for any coach, let alone a one as seasoned as Chris Jones, to make just a, I want to say an asinine decision like that, to pull Nick Arbuckle as if it's his fault that your team is down 28 to six. No, Chris Jones. Use your shades, take them off, flip them around, look in the lenses. It's your defense that gave up that many points. Not Nick Arbuckle. He wasn't playing safety, he wasn't playing linebacker. He certainly wasn't rushing the passer because I didn't think anyone touched Nathan Rourke for the first quarter and a half. That's my that's my two cents on that whole quarterback thing. I was just so confused. And I think Matt Dunnigan even said, like, I feel bad for Trey Ford. Like, just getting thrown in, thrown to the Wolves, week one. Yeah, he, maybe he can do it. Maybe he is that good of a quarterback that he can just turn it on his first ever dress, his first ever game in the CFL with only one training camp. Maybe he can, but you're not giving him the best chance to succeed. And if he's a first round or if he's a top end draft pick, you want a long-term return out of this investment. That's not how you're going to get it. All right. Next game. Did you see Key and Schaefer Baker go up into Pilsner country? Oh man. Yes. Oh dude. <laughs> it's the biggest 180. What a catch though, eh? In the end zone. Oh dude. Yeah. Soccer about yeah. catch is, is his game. Man, like every time I see him do something like that, though, like it just it brings me back to the moment, like when when we were playing him at Ottawa, and he goes up over like one of our safeties and just like one hand stick, like every every time he does something like incredible in the CFL, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. like I saw I saw that at Guelph, and like at that moment, it was like, well, kids going to the league. (laughs) You want to know the uh, who's back of the week though? Yes. Shaq, Shaq Evans. There you go. There you go. I saw it. Aaron Kronick. He was saying he was hammering unders on Shaq Evans. And I just kept Shaq Evans sitting on my fantasy roster. I'm like, I'm not listening to you, AK. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't listen to you on this one. Uh, Shaq Evans was the missing ingredient last year for Fajardo. I said it in Wade's wagers. A healthy Shaq Evans will give Fajardo confidence on the deep ball. Sure enough, he whipped one to him on the sidelines. Shaq Evans, I think he finished like 10 targets on the night. He is the guy for them. And then you just happen to have Duke Williams and KSB who can, you know, just do freakish things on the field as well. Um, but Shaq Evans is the who's back of the week. Yeah, no, that, uh, that looks like a, a fun wide receiver room to be a part of, man. Cody, Cody, Cody Fajardo has got some weapons to throw the ball to. Fun to be a part of. Imagine getting to throw to all those. Guys. That's right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like Cody Fajardo has got some weapons to throw the ball to, dude. Like it's, uh, it's going to be fun in Ryderville this year. That's for sure. It looks like it anyways. Um, okay. With, uh, with respect to the Ottawa Red Blacks, did you see Jalen Acklin's uh, slant and go later in the game? Yes. 
does that in your mind make up for him dropping a what we are assuming would be a like 70 yard touchdown earlier in the game i don't know that's so hard to say because okay. like i don't know like, does it make like, does it make up for him going down with four seconds left on the clock or not going down with four seconds left on the clock and running out the time in the first half i don't know this is like hypotheticals guy like would have made a rate the game what do you mean what am I supposed to say? Well, if they take the points before <laughs> the half instead of trying to score a touchdown, then uh, they clear the margin of victory. That they, I don't uh, know. I, I do. I like. I will say. Like, I do. Like, why not? Why not take a shot? Why not go for it. Yeah, you're rolling. Yeah. Try it for the end zone. But like, but, like I, I think there's too, a difference like, when you're like on the five and trying for it, and when you're on the fifteen with three defenders yeah. in your path. Uh, yeah. Like, like time and place for trying for it. Right? Not. How good Nizzoli looked, though? Man. How predictable, good, was, good how predictable was the response from Ticats fans of, wow, we really took Evans over Masoli after that first week, though. I was, I saw Evans' stat line. I was in the movies for the, for the Ticats game, but I watched the whole thing today. But I saw the stat line when I got out of the movies, and I was like, oh, no, here we go. Here goes Twitter. I don't even want to look at this. It's God tough, man. man. Like it's it's like Relax. Aaron Rodgers. Love, love the season play. R E L A X, right? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Give him somebody. Give him a call. <laughs> uh, have you ever hurdled someone in a game? Done it in practice. You may be able and qualified to then play for the Montreal Alouettes. Did you oh, know dude, that? I, I think I texted you. I was like, somebody had to have played jump around in the Montreal Alouettes uh, locker room before the game. Like, I heard on the left, right, center, like, the play of VA, man. Jump off get down. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, dude. Oh. Who's yours nicer? VA's or Geno's? Like, VA. VA? I think VA. Because, like, like, VA bounced off a tackle after that, too. But was it because he also scored the touchdown, or was it because he's so much smaller than Geno or Eugene Lewis? Both. I, I think, like... For me, it's like it's a couple of different things. A, it's a quarterback getting up over somebody like that. Yeah, but it's like, and like we've seen it in the NFL with guys like Josh Allen, but Josh Allen is huge. Like he's six, six yeah, like v, v is V is solid. V is a solid dude, but like he's not like six four getting up over guys. Like V is like six foot, six foot one getting up over guys, and then pulls a Tanner to Young, bounces off a tackle after he sticks the hurdle, and puts the ball in the end zone like that was just a relentless effort play and i was like my god but like yeah like the the gino hurdle was like sheer athleticism and i was just like okay man should have took him this week in fantasy like you so expensive though i was I looking know. at it i was like oh, you know he's gonna get a ton of points but it's like do you want to cripple the rest of your roster for eugene lewis <laughs> sometimes the answer to those questions is yes I know, I know, and that's uh, that's the weekly debates every time I go to fill out my roster. Um, but no, I, I mean, overall, my takeaway is like Ottawa is not going to finish last in the East. They're not. We don't know where they're going to finish. We don't know how good Toronto even looks because they were on by. But we know Ottawa is not finishing last in the East. And then uh, the one we didn't really talk about is Calgary. For all the talk we heard about how good the Stamps looked in training camp, they played a, quite a good game. But uh, I had a couple people message me like, does Bo seem all right to you? 
does Bo look okay? And I'm like, this is supposed to be healthy Bo. I know he took like the rolled ankle later in the game, but like I was getting these texts early in the game. It's like, is he okay? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Is Bo Levi Mitchell okay? Or like, what's, what's the deal? Cause they really relied on Kadeem Carey. Then I don't know, Bo, he just missed a lot of layups. It seemed in the first bit of the game. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we are going to get to, uh, I do, I do want to say like Drew Brown coming in. Oh, looked okay, very okay, impressive okay. to me. Like you that, that was Drew Brown. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he came in at the I end of that game. About that. Wow. Yeah, no, I just, I just thought it was like it was a great drive from, from, from Drew to lead the uh, lead Bombers downfield and get it done at the end of the game. But like, I guess like sitting around a veteran locker room like that in Winnipeg and and around a locker room in Winnipeg that has now won back to back Great Cups little bit of that will rub off on you, but it's, uh, it was a good drive, man. <laughs> Zach Caleros, what are you doing? <laughs> it's second and 10, not third and 10. You have another down to live with. It is week one. And did I mention that there was three re- or three defenders in your path? <laughs> like, what were you trying to, like, was he trying to do like a Palpatine, like, ah! like spin and dive for the first year and go through people <laughs> like man you have an injury history dude like but no man drew brown there was did you see i think it was the the past to nick dembski he like kind of he's kind of rushed like someone was at his feet and he kind of like jumped like jumped back and faded it have you ever tried that oh it's so hard I know the throw went like two yards as like the depth of target, but still to get it up and over the O-lineman while you're fading away is kind of tough. You're literally like shooting a fadeaway jump shot with a football. Like shooting a fadeaway is hard enough in the first place. (laughs) Trying to huck that thing 20 yards to Nick Dembski is another, like not 20 yards, but like trying to put some heat on that and find a target is. Can we, can we, uh, thoughts and prayers, T's and P's for your guy, Mark Antoine DeCroix, who got stiff armed in the next week. He had a good game, though. He just got <laughs> stiff-armed into week two in the first quarter. Second quarter. Yeah. Uh, good to see him, though. It was good to see him out of there. Flying around. Oh, covers so well out of the slot. <laughs> um, if everyone here wants to uh, get set up for the high school football season in the fall or your club leagues in the summer, head over to fox40shop.com, enter the code CFP15, get 15% off anything from the worldwide leader in whistle tech that's coaching boards whistles merch much more available at fox40shop.com and to the code cfp15 for 15 percent off uh connor anything else for the tuesday episode or are we uh seeing you on thursday um no i thought i maybe had like a little piece of advice or riddle to leave to leave the episode off on oh Um, let's hear it no i was trying to i was trying to think of one I i don't think i do uh i'll do better i'll do better that's a week ending i'll do better for thursday i promise i'll come back with some sort of riddle to leave everybody just puzzled with um for the thursday episode speaking of puzzles how i met your mother at the bar puzzles yeah i got a shirt i got a shirt that says puzzles on it from like from (laughs) how i met your mother so that is what i'm leaving everybody off with i'll segue (laughs) into that i'm very happy about this shirt why is it named puzzles that's the question. The <laughs> That's the question. Wade's wagers will be coming back 
on Thursday. We are probably not going to repeat what we did last week, but we're going to attempt it. Right? Like we can we can only hope to go three zero and one or better. That's I set the bar way too high. I should have I should have tanked this first week. There's no way but down. No way but down indeed. <laughs> uh, that's it for this episode though. At Wade Zank, at Connor R O'Neill, at CF Perspective. See you on Thursday. We're back full swing. Feels good. Feels good to be back for vacation. Much like puzzles. No last call here at CFP. That's it. We'll see you on Thursday. The more I see, the less I'm willing.